is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans. Ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio. And now you can join me on my pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF.
Black Plastic Mutiny Radio. Dot FM.
shadows in the good girls are home with broken hearts
with an answer in the early morning hours. As the streets of Taipo come to life, one man is already hard at work, practicing a dying art. So now no one in Hong Kong will, will yeah. remember how to do this. Yeah. He has been doing this since 1945. He learned this from his father. This is nearly all that remains of a once powerful tradition. One old man's tiny flower-covered workshop in a cramped apartment on the top floor of an unremarkable building. And why not there's like less than free stuff doing in this kind of tradition stuff? After he retired, no one to continue his business. Under faded photographs of his mother and father from whom he learned his craft, he makes noodles as he was taught to do many years ago. Just two types of flour? Yeah. Duck eggs? And sodium water to add some bite to the noodle, and then he's gonna use the bag. Mm -hmm. 
most beautiful things I've ever seen. A bamboo pole, an ancient workbench. It's disfiguring, making noodles this way, where the bamboo meets flesh. And young men don't want to do that to themselves, he explains. But to do otherwise is unthinkable, he says. Really interesting that he's not mixing, that he's just keep pushing and pushing. Maybe that's why the density of the noodles come from, the, the, the truiness in your mouth. I know there's all sorts of technological terms for what's going on here, like developing of glutens. We're talking flour, yeah. eggs, water. Water, yeah. But, but mm. by the way he's handling this, that's all that it's in the world. Mm. 2,000 years of trial and error, you get it. <laughs> Chef Bobby is the best of the bunch.
college, 54. I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead. I lift my lids and all is born again. I think I made you up inside my head. The stars go waltzing out in blue and red. An arbitrary blackness gallops in. I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead. I dreamed that you bewitched me into bed and sung me moonstruck, kissed me quite insane. I think I made you up inside my head. God topples from the sky, hell's fires fades, it's seraphim and Satan's men. world drops dead. I lift my lids and all is born again. I think I made you up inside my head. The stars go waltzing out in blue and red. An arbitrary blackness gallops in. I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead. I dreamed that you bewitched me into bed and sung me moonstruck, kissed me quite, kissed me quite insane. I think I made you up inside my head. God topples from the sky, hell's fires fade, exit seraphim and Satan's men. I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead. I fancied you'd return the way you said, but I grow old and I forget your name. I think I made you up inside my head. I should have loved a thunderbird instead. you'd return the way you said but I grow old and I forget your name I think I made you up inside my head my head I should have loved a thunderbird instead at least when spring comes they roar back again I shut my eyes and all the world drops dead I think I made you up inside my head that summer too Harper's magazine
Get burned. 
held out a hand to Doreen, and without a word, they both started to jitterbug, still hanging on to their glasses. I sat cross-legged on one of the beds and tried to look devout and impassive like some businessman I once saw watching an Algerian belly dancer. But as soon as I leaned back and back against the wall and the stuffed rabbit, the bed started to roll out into the room. So I sat down on the bearskin on the floor and leaned back against the bed and said, out a hand to Doreen, and without a word, they both started to jitterbug, still hanging on to their glasses, glasses. I sat cross-legged on one of the beds and tried to look devout and impassive like some businessman I once saw watching an Algerian belly dancer. But as soon as I leaned back against the wall under the stuffed rabbit, the bed started to roll out into the room. So I sat down on a bearskin on the floor and leaned back against the bed instead. My drink was wet and depressing. Each time I took another sip, it tasted more and more like dead water. Around the middle of the glass, there was painted a pink lasso with yellow polka dots. I drank to about an inch below the lasso and waited a bit. And when I went to take another sip, the drink was up to lasso level again. Out of the air, Lenny's ghost voice boomed. Why, oh why, did I ever leave Wyoming? The two of them didn't even stop jitterbugging during the intervals. I felt myself shrinking to a small black dot against all those red and white rugs and that pine paneling. I felt like a hole in the ground. There is something demoralizing about watching two people get more and more crazy about each other especially when you're the only extra person in the room. It's like watching Paris from an express caboose heading in the opposite direction. Every second the city gets smaller and smaller, only you feel it's really you getting smaller and smaller and lonelier and lonelier, rushing away from all those lights and that excitement at about a million miles an hour. Every so often, Lenny and Doreen would bang into each other and kiss, and then swing back and take a long drink and close in on each other again. I thought I might just lie down on the bearskin and go to sleep until Doreen felt ready to go back to the hotel. Then Lenny gave a terrible roar. I sat up. Doreen was hanging on to Lenny's left earlobe with her teeth. Let go, you bitch! Lenny stooped and Doreen went flying up onto his shoulder and her glass sailed out of her hand in a long, wide arc and fetched up against the pine paneling with a silly tinkle. Lenny was still roaring and whirling round so fast I couldn't see Doreen's face. I noticed in the routine way you noticed the color of somebody's eyes that Doreen's breasts had popped out of her dress and were swinging out slightly like full brown melons as she circled belly down on Lenny's shoulder, thrashing her legs in the air and screeching. And then they both started to laugh and slow up. And Lenny was trying to bite Doreen's hip through her skirt when I let myself out the door before anything more could happen and managed to get downstairs by leaning with both hands on the banister and half sliding the whole way.
hotel. Walking has never phased me. I just set out in the right direction, counting the blocks under my breath, under my breath. And when I walked into the lobby of the hotel, I was perfectly sober and my feet only slightly swollen. But that was my own fault because I hadn't bothered to wear any stockings. The lobby was empty except for a night clerk dozing in his lit booth among the key rings and the silent telephones. I slid into the self-service elevator and pushed the button for my floor. The doors folded shut like a noiseless accordion. And my ears went funny. And I noticed a big, smudgy-eyed Chinese woman staring idiotically into my face. It was only me, of course. I was appalled to see how it There wasn't a soul in the hall. I let myself into my room. It was full of smoke. At first I thought the smoke had materialized out of thin air as a sort of judgment. But then I remembered it was Doreen's smoke and pushed the button that opened the window vent. They had the windows fixed so you couldn't really open them and lean out. And for some reason, this made me furious. By standing at the left side of the window and laying my cheek to the woodwork, I could see downtown to where the UN balanced itself in the dark like a weird green Martian honeycomb. I could see the moving red and white lights along the drive and the lights of the bridges whose names I didn't know. The silence depressed me. It wasn't the silence of silence. It was my own silence. I knew perfectly well the cars were making a noise and the people in them and behind the lit windows of the buildings were making a noise and the river was making a noise, but I couldn't hear a thing. The city hung in my window, flat as a poster, glittering and blinking, but it might just as well not have been there at all for the good it did me. The China White bedside telephone could have connected me up with things, but there it sat, dumb as a death's head. I tried to think of people I'd given my phone number to so I could make a list of all the possible calls I might be about to receive, but all I Oh, my friend, you will, I know, you suffer. 
Town Square. It's uh, yeah, it's not Tuesday again. This is uh, this is two in a row that I've done in, in the house. But uh, this one's very special. So uh, so stick around this time. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Yeah, this week on Bug House Square, I'm doing. Um, I, I it's, it's a it's a warm blanket kind of show. I I, I need it. I'm. Uh, it's a kind of a life. Uh, um, monument or uh i don't know uh it's 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 a new it's a new thing it's a new thing and uh change change is hard sometimes sleeping just as still as a mouse man come along and chased us out in the rain was that a vigilante man Stormy days, we'd pass the time away Sleeping in some good warm place Man, come along and we give him a little race Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man and he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river. Some strange man was that, a vigilante man. Does a vigilante man? Why does a vigilante man carry that sawed off shotgun in his hand? Would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land
Just 